We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. So this guy, Mike Fisher, he, Fish Sports, whatever, it looks like he covers the, the Cowboys. But he's he was, a local he just, Dallas guy. Local, okay. So, but he tweeted out exclusive Mavs and Grizzlies talking trade of Courtney Lee for Andre Iguodala. So, I mean, uh, Warrior fan perspective, anything that keeps Iguodala away from the Lakers is good. Um, I, I think it'd actually be really good for Dallas because they could use a just like an adult on that team. Yeah, Luca and is. He's going to fit perfect with Luca. Luca already loves Steph. He's going to tell him how great Steph is. So he's already he's already setting the Warriors up for seven years down the road. Oh, you're in a uh, good mood today, huh? <laughs> I'm always in a good mood. Um, <laughs> and it, by the way, it's nice recording with uh, the light out. Yeah, I don't know what that does. It does put me in a better mood. Hey, um, Ben. Uh, Producer Ben, uh, bleep this out, but uh, I think so de- too. Definitely good mood. All right, welcome to Light Years. <laughs> yeah, well, let's bring it back now. Now we can bring it back. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, this is so. I I talked with uh, Brando, the undefeated, today, and yeah. I know you did too. He wanted to get our thoughts on the Warriors stuff, and I keep coming around on the same. It's just a weird transition year. Like for five years, this team was championship or bust, and I feel really good about the position they're in, but we both know this year is a transition because, like, even if Clay comes back. It's unrealistic to expect him to be, you know, the, the peak Clay Thompson. Like he, he's not going to trust his knee. It's going to be inconsistent, and that's without getting into the fact that like they literally got rid of everyone outside of the core three. Yeah. 
Well, I've talked myself into this offseason. I don't know about you. I think you were a little bit more optimistic than me, actually, this offseason. But I, I was a little bit down. But I've, I'm all in now. I like it. I like it. it abstractly. I know this season's going to probably be frustrating at times, but I do think. So I've been thinking about this point. They like to think of themselves as the Spurs, right? Um, and I know you kind of roll your eyes when they. When I, so I'm ready to go off on it, so I'm waiting for you, <laughs> and then I'm going to make. I'm going to make my point. I, I love this. Okay. I love this discussion. So to be the Spurs, they have to go through multiple iterations around the core, multiple styles, multiple I mean yep, yep, it's yep. just the the first Duncan title was the Twin Towers. Then uh Robinson retired and they had kind of this defensive grinded out thing, but with Manu and Tony and that guys like Oberto and you know even oh, Joka, like those type of guys. They had just so many goons. And then like you get to like the third iteration with them, which was like that 2014 like beautiful game Spurs stuff. But the point is, it they adapted many different times. I'm excited to see if the Warriors can do it. Yep, I I oh, playing music. Um, this is huge, a huge year I think for Steve Kerr. A huge year for Steve Kerr and a huge year for the the coaching staff because I was thinking about it earlier. The Steve Kerr did it right the first year, right? He brought everyone together, perfect system, made everyone amazing, won a championship. After that, though, I don't know how great he's been. And this is the year where it's like, all right, we're going to see up close whether he can make real NBA players like make him good. Like Alec Burks is an NBA player. Glenn, I don't know about Glenn, but the rest of it, Willie Cauley Stein, real NBA player. Now, do you make your scheme real, fit by the way, those guys? Real, in, real NBA players with real flaws. Yeah, but like better than Jordan Bell. You know what I'm saying? Like better than Patrick McCaw, right? Like real, real hoopers. So it's like, do you make your system fit those guys, which I think as a coach you're supposed to do, or do you make them fit your system? Are you going <laughs> to, Sam, are, you, are they going to make Willie Cauley-Stein sit at the elbow and make elbow passes, backdoor passes, right? Or are they going to run pick and roll? Like, what's Steve Kerr going to do? Steve Kerr going to do? How are they going to develop that? Because if I see Willie Cauley Stein playing like Zaza Pachulia, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> like, I am going well, to I mean, lose it. With Willie, they did have JaVale, and they used JaVale exactly how you should use JaVale. But the difference is JaVale, JaVale played five minute spurts, he'd play 10 minutes a game, he'd come in, rim run for about four minutes, you know, right. leave Get the game. Get tired. Yeah. Willie is going to probably have to play 20 to 20 to 30 minutes a game. Like, I, so you're going to have to, like, you know what I'm saying? He's not just an energy guy. He's got to right. be, he's got to be someone who contributes and he's got, um, he's got tools. He's got certain skills, uh, but he's not a passer. He's not like, I mean, Kerr loves passing centers. He's not Andrew Bogan, you know, his, <laughs> yeah, so his skill the opposite whole rim run. Um, he's not much of a passer. And his defense is is more um, more potential than production. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, like, think about the other players too. Like, outside of Willie, like Alec Burks. Are we going to ask Alec Burks to start averaging four assists a game? No, right. His only his only job out there is to get buckets. Like, but that's not Steve Kerr's thing. He wants like high IQ guys out there. Let, I don't think Glenn Robbins high IQ. I don't think McKinney's high IQ. I think they've just got to put these guys in right positions and just say Steph, D'Lo, Draymond create get them the ball right and, and just run an offense that way because i mean dude how are they going to learn a motion offense with these players how is that possible it'll be it. it'll be interesting um well 
we're definitely putting you on trial at the end of this podcast for KD. <laughs> I, I have, forgot about that. I have I something for that. you, and I don't want to oh, ruin boy. it now. But, um, I, you know, Kerr apologists will say a lot of the issues with the Warriors were related to KD not being on the same page. Like I, they they will say Kerr is more flexible schematically than you think, but like he doesn't like. KD was essentially constantly undermining, right? Yeah, no, that's I don't true. know if it's true. It's one of those things <laughs> where <laughs> might be true. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I'm of the belief it's probably both. It's probably Kerr's probably stubborn. KD was probably more defiant than he should have been, right? And both of them were able to get away with it because they have so much talent that like yeah. they could play those mini games within a game and it didn't matter. Um so what do you but like I I am a by the way, I'm a Steve Kerr apologist. I was a huge Steve Kerr fan. And then people also call me a KD hater, which we're gonna talk about at the end of the podcast, but I veer more on KD side where Hey, either way you're going to win, right, if you're Steve Kerr. Either way you're going to win the basketball game because you have so much talent, like you just said. But why wouldn't you just run it the way that KD wants to? And, like, honestly, I bet you that's how Steph wants to run it too. But Steph's not going to say shit because he's Steph. I mean, so wh- why so would we've, we've talked about this in the past. I think the real schematical issue is Draymond because Draymond wants the ball in his hands. And, quite frankly – you kind of want the ball in Draymond's hands with those four players because he's the only one who can't function without the ball. Not a spot-up threat, not a rim runner. What, what, what's he going to do on offense if, the, if he's not like run through, if the ball's not run, running through him, right? Yeah. Whereas like yeah. Steph and KD can play off ball. And I yeah. feel like that was always the issue. Like In this weird system that the Warriors had going, Draymond would always have the ball when he wanted it. And then there was room for either KD or Steph to handle the ball, which, but not both. Cause you can't have like three guys handling heavily. So one of them always had to take like a weird off ball rule. Like year yeah. one KD did and it worked wonderfully. Year three Steph did. And it also worked, but you know, we, we, in both situations we're kind of annoyed watching it because we're like, they can do more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the other thing is, well, whose fault is it that's, that Draymond can't play off ball because he can't shoot? <laughs> you have the numbers. Now, now that's where I would, um, that's where I would agree with you. But I, I don't know, man. We'll get into the KD stuff later. A lot of it's like it ran its course. Guys started getting tired of each other. There was a little bit of a disease of more. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna. I, I got some stuff on this later. I don't want to get on this now. What uh, do you want to do now? Well, we I kind of want to talk about the talk team about, the team next year. Okay. Uh, we got a bunch of questions, and they kind of highlighted what I what I wanted to get into anyway. So let me just pull up some of these questions. Um, actually, we'll start with this from Chris Francis at Franny Wagon, friend of the show. He's asked some questions Wagon. before. How do you see the Warriors mold their lineup and play style over the next two years? Ooh. Hashtag Andy ruined the dynasty. Oh, Hashtag God. Sam saves the dynasty. Oh, God. my kind of guy. You, oh, God. Do you want to take this one first or, or me? Now nah, you go for it. Yeah, I think, um, I, I think, dude, you, you made such a great point at the beginning about how the Spurs changed their styles. And uh, no, I, I think this is what the Warriors are looking to do. Uh, maybe come of, some of it's coming from the top. I think maybe some of it's coming uh, directly above Steve Kerr. 
um, maybe from Bob Myers, Kirk Lakeup, Joe Lakeup. But I think that they understand that, hey, uh, with KD gone, we are going to have to shift the styles. And then they brought in D'Angelo Russell, although they kind of had no choice to bring in D'Angelo Russell, but they brought him in. And that's the style that they're going to have to run now. They're going to run the two-man offense where it's, hey, we're just going to run a bunch of pick and roll, maximize more shooters. Because look at the way they put this team together. They overcompensated. They picked guys up who play no well, defense and, I think it goes, and that can shoot. I think that, it goes both ways did. on that. Um, one, I think they feel pretty confident in their ability to teach defense. What? Teach a developed defense, right? Ron Adams, right? So, and a, a team scheme. Now, do I have a lot of hope for a Steph D'Lo backcourt defensively? Not really. But, you know, I think they, I mean, I, we just watched the Spurs be a competent defensive team with DeRozan, LaMarcus and Aldridge. Aldridge. And yeah. they, because they just, they defended as a unit. The better example for the Warriors might be the um, Isaiah Thomas Celtics. Like, that team was defensively flawed, right? But they still were a good defense just because, in general, they, they tried and they, they made the right rotations. Now, I don't think the Warriors, like, the Warriors don't have a five foot six point guard. So it's not as like, terrible as that. But like, you, can, you can be a good regular season defense and get, get through the league and, have, and win a lot of games if you just defend as a unit. Yeah. Yeah. D'Angelo is what, 6'5? His wingspan is what almost seven feet. Something's yeah. telling me. I mean, six, he's eight or he's six ten or something. He's built. Obviously, he's not as uh, thick as Harden, but same type of build. Like Harden, yeah, he's big. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's not Clay long, but like, you know, you, he's you actually put, longer than Clay. But Clay's got like four inches of height, or th- sorry, two inches of height on him. So yeah, Clay's also strong as hell. By the way, somebody made this point to me earlier yesterday and said that Clay played great defense against Kawhi. Was it you that he played great defense against Kawhi? Man, talk about prime Clay, who had the best postseason game, or one of the best, definitely the best finals game that he's had in that game six, and then was locking up Kawhi there most of the last two games. Man, I'm going to miss that guy because he was so good that when he comes back, you could definitely see him playing the three. Yeah, I think... choose to not flip D'Lo, right? Like, you could definitely see him playing the three. They're not flipping D'Lo Not this season. year. Not yeah. in season. Correct. Correct. Yeah, it'll be interesting because yeah, Clay. First off, so good. He was he was amazing against Toronto because they had Kyle Lowry on him, shooting rack, right? <laughs> and like Clay, I mean, it just speaks to Clay. You had they they weren't willing to commit Kawhi to him, and if you're not going to put Kawhi on Clay, he's going to get whatever he wants. Like I don't care how good of a defender Kyle Lowry is because of the numbers, it doesn't matter, right? Um. But yeah, I mean Clay's defense. I actually think it's gotten underrated at this point. I I don't know where he ranks in terms of best perimeter defenders in the NBA. But I mean he's he's damn good. Yeah, yeah, he's that's one. He's actually he, okay. So Kawhi's better than him, but their defense is similar. Where like I actually trust them more with physicality than chasing shooters. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like, I think the best guy at navigating screens in the NBA is Paul George. Oh, I knew you were going to say Paul that George. Dude, that dude's just slithery. Just, like, bounces off screens, has all this length. Um, whereas, like... God, that team's going to be good. Dude, that's going to be fun. Um, whereas, like, Kawhi and Clay. I mean, we watched Clay push Kevin Love from a post-up position to a fadeaway 20-footer once. You know, that's yeah. a power forward. Yeah. I, I trust Clay's defense on... Um, I mean, he's he's really strong. 
Um, do you think that – I mean, we're talking about the roster. And by the way, go, uh, if there's a next question, we'll, we'll take that next. There but is. My, it's my, actually related, but go ahead. Yeah, I guess my thought is like – we haven't. Ta- I don't think people talk about this. have talked about this enough. The Warriors have the fourth best shot of winning a title uh, right now per the odds, whatever the odds are. Um, what like – can they play together? Can D'Lo, Clay, Steph, Draymond, and Looney, Looney, can those guys play together? I actually think uh, that lineup will be sneaky good. My bigger reason... Is it sneaky, though? It's a pretty good lineup. Yeah, the, the, my bigger reason to uh, temper expectations has to do with... Um, Clay's knee? Yeah, it has to do with Clay's going to come back. Let's say it, 20 games would be great, right? And... I mean, he's not really going to have that chemistry with D'Lo. D'Lo is only 23. I think, by the way, how funny is it? Both D'Lo and Looney are 23, and you kind of take for granted how – because you've just heard their names for years, right? You don't – like, Looney looks like he's 50. So, (laughs) but then, like, D'Lo – Moves like he's 52. (laughs) What I was going to say is – Actually, I want to, let's go to the D'Lo thing right now. It kind of bothers me how everyone's trying to ship him out of town. I was just looking at his numbers at age 23, superior to Oladipo, super, vastly superior to CJ McCollum, and on par. At age 23 or, or right now? Age 23. At age 23. And on par with Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal became an all-star at 23. Oladipo became an all-star at, I think, 25, 24, 25. He was in that range, right? And... Um, I mean, CJ has never been an all-star, but if CJ was in the East, he'd have made an all-star team, right? Correct. So, Correct. I, but I would call all those guys kind of that same tier of guy. Like they're not in the, they're not in the Steph KD tier. Duh. They're not even in the Clay Thompson. They're tier. not in the Clay tier. Correct. But they're in that next tier of star that like, I, I feel like the fan base would be so hyped if we got Bradley Beal or Victor Oladipo, but because we got D'Angelo Russell, who Sorry. hasn't taken that next step. Current day Bradley Beal and Oladipo, or you're talking about age 23 version? No, of current Bradley current Beale. day. Current day. Yeah, got it. Okay. So what I'm saying is we've been we're so entitled or bust, we're we're getting to a point where we can't see potential. And I'm not saying D'Angelo Russell will take that next step. I'm just saying it's a fair gamble, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a hell of a take right there. I don't think he's gonna get worse. The th- the real the other question thing is, is if he takes a huge, if he takes a step or he's just kind of like five, you know, like five percent better than he is right now. Okay, so two things. Number one, I think a lot of people say Monte Ellis, Monte Ellis, Monte Ellis. I think D'Lo is better than Monte Ellis uh, right now than Monte's ever been. Uh, passer, uh, creator, uh, just maturity. Oh, wise. I, I, I think I, he's better. We need to we need to tell Warrior fans this right now. He's going to handle the bar more than Steph. Yeah, it's oh. ha- it's happening. You need to, uh, you yes, need to get know, you need know. to get that through your head that yeah. Steph's going to be floating while Delo's handling because because yeah. I, I just don't want to go through another year but, of Warrior Twitter. But down. yeah, but 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 though Sam, like, there's nobody else on this team that can score or handle. Like that's they're both true. Gonna, that's true. they're both going to dribble it so much that I think it's okay. Um, the other the other thing, um, uh, somebody posted. I think it was Grant Liffman, friend of the pod. Uh, friend, friend of us in real life, uh, and he said he, he basically listed the age of all the players, and the oldest one being Steph at thirty one. And so when you say that D'Lo, you know, may not be better, uh, you know, how good is he going to be? 
Um, I think that does kind of depend on Steph and Draymond, the oldest guys on the team now, because the Warriors are kind of handed the keys over to them from Iguodala and Livingston and David West and these guys and said, "Yeah, they really, right, um, they really pulled show. off the. Uh, it's like we take the training wheels off. Like we we talk yeah. about Steph's leadership. Yeah, now it's, now it's, it's time. time. To sh- now it's time to show it. Like it's yeah. easy to lead Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston, who are <laughs> the the consummate pros. Those were the leaders too, by the way. Those two yeah. guys were running the locker room, like and the bench. Like those guys were running the show there. I mean, they're pros, pros. Like it, it, it's, you just you can't get that. It, is Steph ready to take young guys under his wing? Because these guys look up to him. Like D'Angelo Russell has yeah. made a million. Con- he wants to be like Steph. Like they, all these guards. Jordan Poole said it also. Like I mean, yeah. the, you know the. Uh, the, the clutch, WCS came to play, right? The, came the, to the play clutch propaganda machine would like you to think Steph's not influential, but all these young guys see Steph and they either see a guy who they can take stuff from to be effective or a guy they'd love to play with to make themselves more effective. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, um, that's going to be huge. I, I am concerned a little bit of, of who's, who's the bench guy, right? I think Andre Godala was the bench guy. So who's the bench guy here now, right? I, we don't know who Alex Burks is. We don't know. Maybe it's Kevon Looney. <laughs> Maybe Looney's going to be that vet at age 23. <laughs> Maybe he's going to be that guy. Um, they do love Looney, right? Because he's got that old man mentality, vet mentality. He works hard and all that. Does all the right things. Um, but yeah, I mean, man, it, it, it falls on Stefan Draymond. And a lot of this, I think, falls on Draymond. And it does kind of suck. Draymond has fucked up a lot of stuff. And it, it kind of sucks that Clay's hurt because I think he's underrated in a sense too, like because he's probably not gonna. His just no his, his approach is different than Steph and, and Draymond. I feel like that the three of them, it's effective together. It's perfect. Yeah, but you I know, mean, Steph and Dre are perfect together. You throw Clay in there. I mean, like people just see kind of the way that, like, who are harder workers than Steph Clay and Draymond in this league, or even or Steph and Clay. Like who are harder workers than Stephen Clay? By the way, as to as you say, don't Instagram their workouts. They just work hard. Hey, we finally got a guy who Instagrams workouts. I'm so hyped about that. D'Angelo Russell, keep Instagramming those workouts. I I've, I've wanted a guy on the team who let us know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so so question from Kanka Group, loyal listener, um, one of my favorite people on Warrior Twitter. Um, would you agree, although we lost legends such as Iggy and Livingston and KD, that this season could actually be more exciting with such a young team and a D'Lo Steph backcourt? Uh, more exciting? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. Wouldn't you say last season was a little boring for us? Just in Yeah, terms I would say the basketball? last two seasons have been yeah. a drag. Yeah. And, I mean, I do it 10 out of 10 times where it's like, okay, the regular season is going to probably be a, right. a drag, but like in the playoffs, we get to see these guys go all the way out and um, win the title. Yep. Now, now it's a different thing. It's like it matters again. You hate to say it, but the regular season matters again. There is, there is true development that needs to be done during the regular season. We go back to, I go back to watching and breaking down. Like, okay, you know what? This week's pod, Sam. We're going to talk about how Alec Burks is energizing the bench lineup. What what can they do right to energize the bench? Like, we're going to be talking about that instead of talking about. Oh, hey, where do you think KD's going now? You think he's still going to New York? What do you think about that Draymond fight? What do you think about Steve Kerr saying this and that? It's like that shit's not about basketball, right? Like we get yeah, to I'm, I'm really excited. To, I'm really year. excited to talk about you know 
Jordan Poole's development, or actually, I don't think he's going to play much at all this year. <laughs> you don't think so? But um, like you know, like just smile at Cheech. <laughs> I figured out, I figured out how to say his name. By the way, sorry. But the, the, that game is on in five minutes. They got a summer league game on. Should throw it on. I'm going to. Um, but you were saying, uh, I'm excited about Jordan Poole playing minutes. <laughs> yeah, or like Eric Paschal, or just it, it, there's a lot of things going on, and it's kind of more of a normal team than kind of. I feel like the last few years have just been housewife stuff. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like, is he happy? Is he? Living? Yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah, we got sick of it. I mean, by the way, Pascal, Pascal, I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, three years guaranteed. So I was gonna, I was gonna say them. he's something. He's my bet for rookie to contribute. Uh, Four year player from a good program. You know, Kerr is gonna love him because he's one of those guys who just he knows how to play. Yeah, not yeah. not saying he won't struggle, but Kerr, Kerr and the staff. My impression has been they're big on guys who try to do the right thing. So like what someone like Jordan Poole, who's young is going to probably forget the defensive rotations. Right. And that's, that's a really good way to find your way on the bench with Kerr. But like someone like Paschal more likely to know the rotations, he'll get beat, but he'll, he'll execute it correctly. So he'll get his, he'll get more rope. Um, and then secondarily, I mean, they didn't even sign a backup power forward. He's kind of because we know <laughs> you don't Looney's, trust in a Mari Spellman. <laughs> well, I mean, Spellman's going to play five. They're calling him a stretch five. They're calling him a stretch five. Okay, they, and we both know Looney's going to play primarily five. Yeah, he'll probably play a little four. Um, so I think Pashel probably gets like ten to fifteen minutes a game at that position. Oh boy, yeah, as a second round rookie, they are going young. I mean, I I, I threw this out to you yesterday. You threw out Joakim Noah, and I was like. Well, they kind of do need a vet center there just for minutes. And then you were like, well, Steve Kerr's probably going to overplay him. And I was like, well, fuck, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and you're better off just kind of letting these young guys play and, and play through mistakes rather than Steve Kerr playing some old fart way too much time than he should be, especially in developmental season. So it's a fair point. Yeah, so it'll okay be interesting. It. And, and I do – you know, the the other thing we, we, we need to talk about is um, – what do you, what have you thought of these guys in summer league so far? So I've watched how many games have they played, including Sacramento, like five. Well, if you count Sacramento, five, but three in Vegas. Yeah, I've watched both Sacramento games. I watched one Vegas game, so I watched three games out of five. Um, I thought Jordan Pell looked better than I thought. Um, he looks like he can actually move and you mean create Jordan a bucket. Poole? Jordan, what the? Yeah, sorry, Jordan Poole. Um, he looks like he can actually create. Um, uh, off the dribble, so I'm like, okay. I mean, there's a little, there's a little game to like there. You can see the skill, the skill sets. Yeah, obvious, there's a little, but there's yeah. a, there's the league is littered with guys with that skill set who turn into Jordan Crawford. Uh, yes, yes, that is true. Um, I, I do think though, there's much more potential in Jordan Poole than there is in, in Jacob Evans, who I think looks fine, but I think a lot of his game is unsustainable against like NBA players. Like, I don't see him kind of finishing like that or shooting over people with that pull-up in the NBA. Um, I don't know if he can play defense. Watching him play, like, he's supposed to be good on defense. Uh, but he looked okay. Uh, seems like he's a decent passer. Um, so, I, I don't. he seems like a tweener between one and two. But if you can't shoot, you're kind of useless. Um, and then Smalajic is perhaps – I know I made fun of him the last couple episodes. He's 18. Hey, that guy can move. 
Like he can move in a way where it's like, um, you know oh, how is it, when you is walk it short sneaky? And, is it sneaky athleticism? I, don't, I almost, I almost <laughs> did it. I almost did it. But no, it's just like fluid, right? When I first watched Raymond Green, it's like, oh, this guy's fluid. Like he can move. When you watch Harrison Barnes, he can't really move, but he's so talented that he should be fine. With Smiley, you just like that Draymond Green level of like, oh, he can move. I don't know if he can shoot. I don't know if he can pass. I don't know if he can play defense, but he can move and he's big. So there's potential, I, I think, with that. So, uh, but, but we do have to throw in he's the youngest. Like he's he's spending all crazy. year next year. That he's eighteen. Like. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I think I think the thing that that sucks is like we like um, we're curious about D'Lo. We're we like Smilichich. We like some of these young guys, and we want to like fast forward the clock to two years from now. But we're not going to get to do that. Um, I want to talk about Jacob Evans. So yeah, my thing with him is. Watching these summer league games, it's very clear he's smarter than everyone on the floor. Like, By the you know, way, you've watched every, people. Sam has watched every single game. This is what I call a fucking real fan right here. <laughs> um, he's 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 definitely smart enough to play at this level. I don't know if he's skilled enough. Um, that the shot is the biggest thing because he's not going to get to the rim in the NBA. You agree with me on that? Yeah, he's not quick enough, right? You think, or is he just not explosive enough? Not explosive and not big enough. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And, and like doesn't have the enough touch to get there either. So um, I, I think his his best case in the in the NBA is going to be being a, a good defender in the backcourt because he's got good size to guard ones and twos, right? Um, but he's got to be able to hit open shots. Um, so it's kind of like <sighs> a poor man's Iguodala type of thing. But but like I mean, where he's kind of the guy who moves the ball. We'll hit a couple open shots and we'll defend. Um, so Livingston, but, maybe. Yeah, but the difference is like Iguodala one is hyper athletic when he was younger, and two he's six seven with a seven foot wingspan, so he could guard four positions. This guy's six three, six four in shoes with a six nine wingspan, so there's limitations there, right? Yeah, it's not bad. Maybe he can go one two and three. Maybe he can defend one. Yeah, two, he's three. Cer- he's certainly smart enough. The big thing for me is like if he can hit open threes. He will play 15 minutes a game immediately next year because he's not going to mess up on defense in the um, in the sense of his rotations. Like he might Got get it. burnt here and there, but like his best case is being one of those like high IQ, high IQ, very boring role players. Yeah, that's that's the ceiling almost. Which is fine. But, Every team needs a couple of those guys. And he and he remember he's a late first pick too. Um, so kind of cut a little slack. I know. Yeah, I so, so Jacob like, Evans that, a lot of shit. That, that's the th- that's the other thing too. If he if he turns himself into a rotation player, you you know that's more than you can ask for out of those yeah. picks. Thirtieth pick it or, is, or whatever. Ve- it is. It's very clear they picked him with the intention of being a role player because they had KD because they had the stack roster. They picked Jordan Poole on potential to be more knowing his chances of busting are also higher. So uh, to talk about that for a second, uh, I, I think that's not a good way to draft just drafting based on, Hey, we need a role player because Katie could be gone. And maybe you could have drafted someone else that had a higher ceiling that maybe could have reached that in a couple of years. I, I just don't understand the reason around like, Hey, we're drafting this guy He's going to have this limited ceiling, but we're going to need him because we have so many stars right now. Like, that never made sense to me. Yeah, no, I get it. But, like, you also have to be a little realistic 
Also, I mean, I'd have to go back and look at the draft, but I, I don't yeah, feel Steve like was there. Yeah. Like Shamit went three picks ahead. I, you know, obviously it would have been nice if he fell to them because he could he could fit either of those scenarios, and he clearly showed he could play in the NBA from day one. But you know, they didn't get him. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's no obvious guy right now anyway that they could have got, so um, that's fine. Let's let's move to the the next question. If uh, I got one more in. here, and then um, yeah, I got a little. We're, we're gonna put you on trial after this. <laughs> God, right, from, from no Eric, idea what's gonna happen. From Eric Apricot, uh, one of my favorite oh, hey. people. Yeah, on good breakdown. Guy. What's your favorite thing the Warriors did to placate K- KD, like Kerr calling him best player in the league? or suspending Dre, or pushing KD for Defensive Player of the Year in 2018. My favorite is subtle. How the year was branded back-to-back instead of three rings in four years, because don't mention 2015. (laughs) (laughs) One, that is a phenomenal point. I I didn't even even think about the back-to-back thing versus three and four, because I'm like so entrenched in you know the blogs and and twitter and our fans and like we're all like we all just talk about three and four four and five right uh, but, but he's right even, like the broadcast yeah. would always talk about back-to-back champs oh my god you knew katie would be sensitive about that shit too that's hilarious um i i saw a picture the other day and i thought about that i saw a picture the other day of uh after the um the, the second title of the back to back and uh, Steph is up there raising his hand. He's got pulling up three fingers and uh, I wonder what's going on. Kevin's mind when, when the guy next to him is holding up three and he's got two titles. Um, it, it didn't seem like you should care. Right. But I think now that we know Kevin Durant for, for perhaps what he is or what he, what he can be, he probably cares. <laughs> um, to answer that question for me, um, I think it's all back to Steph Curry. I think Steve Kerr um, made it kind of a mission because he knew that Steph didn't care. Uh, that hey, this is his team. This is he's the best player in the world. Uh, this, the, that, the, this, and that. It kind of just didn't give Steph the credit that I don't know about he deserved, but the credit that should be given to Steph, regardless. And it, I think it will be. Uh, but I think that the Warriors kind of put that on a back burner because they knew that, hey, Steph doesn't really care. Steph's going to be here forever anyway. Um, I think they take that for granted, man. Like, I think they take that Steph stuff for granted. And uh, look at the NBA now. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, LeBron James. These guys switch teams every other year. And I think that the Warriors are lucky that they got Steph and Clay um, kind of forever, right? You can think about it. Like, I was, I was texting you this morning, like, Steph and Clay is going to be a Warrior for life. Um, we'll see who's going to be somebody else like that. Yeah. Um, let's see my favorite. That's tough. I, I guess I go back to the first, um, the first parade when they just straight curse straight up. Didn't acknowledge Steph was on a team. Oh my, oh my God. <laughs> In many ways, I think that's what started the warrior Twitter stuff. Better stuff. Um, not even, um, just like, it's one thing to hear like LeBron fans, like, you know, on the jump and whatever, talk about how KD's the difference. It's another thing when like 
the team's head coach was saying that when we're like, dude, they won a title in 73 games without him. Obviously, he took him to the next level, but like show a little appreciation for the guys who started it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what really got Warriors Twitter going because it's like they never wanted it to be they never wanted the Warriors to be a LeBron situation where like one guy is the Messiah. And quite frankly, did that work out when LeBron told everyone like he wanted for Cleveland and Kyrie got immediately upset? You know what I mean? <laughs> like they, they I, we wanted it to be a team where everyone got their rightful praise, but you know, that's not the way it works. It's yeah. gotta be one guy carrying the carrying on his back. Yeah. That's like, and, and that's, that's the problem with now today where you have a new take every day. It's like an, an, somebody says some shit today. Somebody says some new shit tomorrow. And it's like it catches on. Some stuff catches on. Some stuff, some stuff, some stuff doesn't. And then like you've got players and people reading it. And then they care more about it than they should. And it's like, oh, my God. It's a whole thing. So, you know, like it goes back to, to kind of earlier what we were talking about, man. Like it, we're very, I think, glad and happy that the Warriors are going to play basketball next season. And there's going to be no like. I don't see any really drama that they're going to see off the court and this, all this type of who's this, or if, who's they that? Do, or if they do have drama, it'll be normal basketball drama as opposed yeah. to, um, first take drama. Yeah. <laughs> first take drama. No, it's true, man. I, I'm ready for that. It's going to be exciting. Like, I don't know. What do you think they're going to win? Like 45 games, 50 games, but I mean, shit, it's going to be fun. Their, their picks top 20 protected. So they need to like, they need to win. I, last this year, the forty, the twentieth pick won forty nine games. I wouldn't be surprised if they got off to a better than expected start if they did like a late season stealth tank to fall in the playoff seedings just to keep that pick. Oh boy, that would be um, hilarious. Forty nine games. I mean, yeah. I mean, that honestly, that sounds about. That sounds realistic. What they're going to win? That sounds yeah. like a good case scenario for this team because neither you or I think Steph and Draymond are going eighty, eighty two. Yeah, no, yeah, right. They're going, you know, 70 tops, you would think. Um, I mean, there might be some games where they both sit, right? So um, let's go to the end. What do you got for me? Because do you have any more questions? Because we're at 30, 40 minutes almost. We're going to move this forward. Uh, you know, I, oh, I just, I, I'll hope you get your lawyer. All right. Ship station. That's what we're, uh, that's what we're selling today. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one interface. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. And right now, Light, uh, Light Years and Blue Wire listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. There's no risk, and you can start your free trial without entering oh, without entering your credit card info. So you don't have to do the put in your credit card, trial, and then they charge you full price, right? You don't got to do that. So ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including UP, UPS, USPS, FedEx, and even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping station or solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll be able to ship more in less time and with the best rates available. Visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com and enter promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. 
Mr. Lou, it has come to the uh, courtroom's attention that you may have run Katie out of town. So I have a quote here, Andy, from Marcus Thompson. He did not feel like the level of appreciation and adoration he got with the Warriors was on par with what he should have got. The Andy Lou's of the world bothered him more than what he felt like they should. Oh boy! It's time for yeah, you. It's time for you to. I'm bringing in some legal counsel right now because you're being put on the stand. Yeah, Mr. Lou, uh, thank you very much for uh, giving us your time today. Uh, I, I think we all understand that you have some culpability here, um, but what I would like to determine today is really your intent and your frame of uh, mind as you kind of acted against Mr. Durant in, in this instance. And I, I first, I just want to clarify um, the Steph better hashtag. That was your creation, correct? That was my creation, correct. And when you created this hashtag, uh, was, was your intention to direct that at Kevin Durant? Was, was this an, at, uh, an attempt to belittle him and make him feel as though he was not important. My intent, first of all, the hashtag was created back in sir, the sir, 20- sir, 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 oh, please, uh, just answer the questions. I, I do not need a soliloquy. Oh, God. Oh, God. We are going to get through these proceedings, and if you cooperate, that is going to help us get through this in a timely manner. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! No, the hashtag was not created to kick Kevin Durant out. It was created in 2015. But, but, it, was, on but it was your creation. Is that correct? It, it, it is my creation, correct. Wow. Uh, that's, that's a tough look. Um, <laughs> so did you then repurpose the hashtag that you had previously created in 2015 as a means of separating Kevin Durant from the Warriors? Because this was something that was brought up many times, that he felt isolated from the team and as Marcus Thompson had illustrated, that uh, that kind of was led by you. Kevin and I are friends. Uh, please don't lie. Um, <laughs> I, I'm assuming you were sworn in prior to this. Please do not lie. <laughs> Sam did swear me in. Sam okay. did swear me in. Okay. Uh, what was the question again? Um, did you repurpose the hashtag after creating it in 2015 as a means to isolate Mr. Durant? No, I did not repurpose the hashtag. Steph and Kevin Durant are the best duo of all time, sir. Uh, then, then why did you feel the need to separate them? Uh, <laughs> that, that's a trick question, first off. I did not feel the need to separate them. Please do uh, not. <laughs> Kevin Durant read my hashtag and felt a way about it and made it applicable to himself. It but, had nothing to do with Kevin Durant. But did Nothing you to think do with his it. presence, his presence, his isolation basketball for ruining the joy of the Warriors? Yes or no? Yes or no? I did. No, I did not. Perhaps. Perhaps. His, uh, his, his isolation his style. Is perhaps yes or no? <laughs> his, what was the question? Did you blame Kevin Durant and his isolation basketball for ruining the joy with the Warriors? Yes or no? For ruining the joy? No. For ruining joy of the Warriors? No. What did you blame it for? Taking the ball out of Steph's hands when it should be in his hands? I'm with you there. Okay. We're, we, there. 
were you aware of the impact of your movement? At the <laughs> I time? was definitely, I was definitely not aware. I was, so, if I had known, perhaps I would have taken the hashtag out. At, at any point in your promotion of this hashtag, were you aware that it was alienating possibly the best player on the planet? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. Uh, Please answer the question. Uh, yeah, I may have known. I may have known. Okay, yeah. and you did not correct course at any point? I did defend, no, I did defend KD last season, so I did defend KD. So I did reverse course a little bit, correct? Is your defense of Kevin Durant last season a result of understanding that he was already out the door as a result of your hashtag? I didn't know if he was already out the door, so I was recruiting. Please if you will. Under- <laughs> he may have already been out the door, but I had started my recruiting last season. Now, as you were pushing him out the door, which I, I think we've established at this point, <laughs> what would, how would you describe your state of mind? Um, I guess my state of mind is that I never took it that seriously. I never seriously thought that this could be an actual thing that Kevin Durant was thinking about. Mm-hmm. Even to this day, I don't think this is an actual day- thing that Kevin Durant is thinking about as he makes his decision. And if it is, honestly, that's kind of funny. If you stole a car, ironically, would you expect consequences? <laughs> Hell of a question. Uh, I would expect consequences, correct. Okay, well, there will be consequences here as well. I'm just trying to... <laughs> I'm sorry, can I break I'm this up? Is, is, Andy, is Andy using the Dave Chappelle white guy smoking excuse? I didn't know I could do that. Yeah, I, I feel like he was running red lights. Um, Mr. Liu, I, I, I did consult with my client here uh, prior to this, and we are willing to offer you a plea deal. Now, Who's your client, Kevin? No, 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 Mr. S. Frandiari. He is the one that brought me in, and just just so you know, we are preparing you for trial. Um, this this isn't going to be binding, but this is what we are prepared to offer you when this does go to court. If you will testify that you were inebriated for the <laughs> duration of the Step Better hashtag, we are willing to skip the jail time and sentence you to 24 months of Steve Kerr not running pick and roll. <laughs> okay, listen. I will testify that I was definitely inebriated when the hashtag got started. Okay. I will te- I would definitely testify that that was factual. Um, man, how, how long do I have to go to jail if, if, uh, if I lose the case? But they, they get to run pick and roll, though. They get to well, run, no, how the, long do I have to go to there, jail? There will not. Oh, but they get to run pick and roll. Uh, yeah, like I'll go to jail if they run pick and roll. But how long do I have to go to jail? Uh, Mr. S. Vandiari, uh, can you kind of provide some clarification there? <laughs> For how long Andy's going to go to jail? Yeah. Which so, jail are we putting him in? Are we putting him in jail or are we... Well, Twitter jail. Twitter. Are, we, are we now just... We're going to have to have him admit the offense runs better through D'Angelo Russell next year for all year. He has to say, these are all, Steph is, these are all so painful. Steph is right. right. We'll, Steph we'll, is we'll right to him, be in the corner. We will put him in Twitter jail until Stephen Curry um, wins one finals MVP. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, objection. Go, you know. <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing that here. <laughs> hey, that's, that, that's your defendant going against you. <laughs> Come on now. Come on I'm now. getting a new lawyer. No. <laughs> <laughs> Final straw. 
<laughs> Listen, I do a lot of things for Steve Kerr to run pick and roll next year. I do a lot of things. You know, I'll even say KD's the best player in the world. Whatever you I mean, want he's me to gonna, say. He's going to run a lot of pick and roll next year. It's going to be a lot of D'Angelo Russell, Willie Colley sign <laughs> pick and roll. <laughs> and Steph on the backside. They literally <laughs> quoted and said, Steph on the backside. Do you fucking believe that? <laughs> I'm going to jail. You know what? Put me in fucking jail. Put me in fucking jail. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick just, of the, the first game where they just can't find Steph off ball and D'Angelo Russell takes 28 shots and Steph has like 15 is going to be a banner day for Warrior Twitter. They're, they're going to, they're already trying to trade him before he's even had his press conference. It's, it's going to be very bad. Well, think, think, think about, think about when it was KD. I mean, just in year now we could talk about it. Like when, when KD would, would, you know, shoot you, he would make four mid range shots in a row. Then he takes a heat check 30 footer and he misses you know, first of all, when he makes those shots, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he missed the shot. Everybody's like, oh. And then Steph comes out, and he shoots like a 35-footer as his first shot of the game. Everybody's like, yeah, even though he misses. <laughs> like, that is how – that is – I mean, that's about right. Honestly, <laughs> I, would, I would have loved to see kind of the two-man game that, like, Kyrie and LeBron would do where Kyrie would set the pick for LeBron. Like, just Steph and KD more kind of just two-man game, force switches, force – them to take advantage of mismatches and just get easy buckets that way. And um, actually, it was funny. I, I sent a message to Ben Golliver because he was trying to figure out exactly why KD would play with Kyrie. I said, Kyrie's probably the best teammate he could possibly play with without any risk of the media giving that guy more mm-hmm. credit than KD. Ooh, that's a good. I, now I'm now I'm like running through names. I'm like, what if he played with Jimmy Butler? But is Jimmy better than Kyrie? I'm not sure. Well, I, I think Jimmy, you get that kind of fake leadership type thing right? that, that that could develop. Like, oh yeah, he Jimmy, especially with KD sitting out one year. Like, if let's say it was Jimmy there in Brooklyn and that team wins like fifty five games, he'd get credit for bringing up the young guys and kind of be the face of the team. I don't think that's happening with Kyrie. <laughs> Oh, I disagree. I think it's totally happening. I think they're going to have good chemistry like Boston had year one. And I think Kyrie is going to get a lot of love for it. And then Katie is going to come in. And I, like, for example, I think Karis LeVert might be in for a breakout year. Then you bring KD back into it, and then he's going to start getting salty. I don't know. I, I want to see this thing play out. I think they definitely have a title in them, potentially. Yeah. Um, Katie ain't win no titles without Steph. <laughs> well, depending this is how why good, he left. Depending how <laughs> good, yeah, depending how good he is physically when he comes back, they they certainly have the potential to get to win one. I I hope Livert has a breakout year because that that is my target for a big big time uh, overpaying restricted free agency. That's 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 who I want. That's my baby for the Cavs. <laughs> you're saying? Yeah, of course. By the way, did you see that picture of Kevin Love? He's actually shredded. The fuck's going on over there? Uh, he he's been shredded for a couple of years now. Have you seen his girlfriend? You'd be shredded too if if yeah, his his ex and his other girlfriend was finer. But yeah, this new one's cool, I guess. <laughs> I guess when you're Kevin Love, you know when you're Kevin Love, you know. I'll have to do some research after this. But uh. <laughs> is it, so is it is it mostly he just discovered how to use Instagram? Is that what's going on? <laughs> I, I think that's a bit of it. It's one hell of a vacation. Man. Look, 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 he's in Canada. He's been in Canada for a lot of this vacation. And when you're up here and you're enjoying the natural beauty, you put it on Instagram. That's what you do. I was in Toronto. There was a lot of natural beauty. I'm with you. Yeah, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we're talking about the natural beauty. Um, <laughs> and Toronto doesn't count. 
<laughs> um, you know, somebody texted me the other day. I forgot to tell you, Sam. Somebody texted me and was like, Kevin Love got traded to the Warriors. I mean, I knew he was bullshitting me, but at the DM mind, I was like, damn, that'd be kind of sick. <laughs> if he does get moved, I just wanted it to be a good situation because I, I think he can actually help out teams. Yeah. Well, now we're in the Kevin Love portion of the podcast. <laughs> where it naturally would go. Um, <laughs> All right. Let's, I, let's, I mean, let's, Andy, Andy had his turn promoting a guy without finals MVPs. I'm doing the same. <laughs> we did get Justin on to promote Kevin Love. I love let, it. Let's, get, <laughs> let, let, let's take this home. We've, we've, we've left the courtroom. Um, <laughs> Andy, do you actually feel guilt? I, oh, you wow. know, I, I, can we cut this off of the pod, Ben? I don't think that I, I don't think that that had anything to do with it or not anything I, I'm sure it had some part to do with it but I don't think it was that huge like I don't think it was like man f- fuck these guys like about the way they feel about Steph or whatever like I'm leaving I think that's part of it I think it's part of it though like I think like part of him was like well I'm never gonna be loved like Steph everybody loves Steph no matter what he can just shoot 30 times nobody cares I think that's part of it but yeah, I think and, and that would have been true if you guys didn't exist on Twitter. Yeah. But yeah. but the fact that there's maybe like a 0.3% that yeah. can be attributed yeah. to you, like if I was in your shoes, that, that would be the funniest thing. Like it's it, funny. would bother, it would bother me to some extent, especially because things get so blown out of proportion on Twitter. Exactly. And like that would bother me. Um, but at the same time, we're talking about possibly the greatest score in NBA history. Um feeling that kind of way about you <laughs> about a troll i'm just like sam and sam knows this it's like half the shit i say i don't even care or believe or even think twice about saying and it's like oh my god um yeah i, I think it's I've really hard for me to honestly out. it's hard for me to not get triggered by some of andy's comments <laughs> and i know he's joking and it still bothers me like when he throws when he would throw up the um, you know, Steph's not playing. I'm not watching. I'd, I'd get like upset, and I'd be like, <laughs> just trying to. It really is a gift. Both both of you guys are actually pretty good at that because I I know half the time it's a bit, and I'll just look at something and I'll be like, yeah, God, I can't. I just fucking can't. Well, I'll just tell you guys that you're a piece of shit in the DMs or something yeah. like that, and I'll leave it at that. But likewise, it, man, that's what it works. is a gift. <laughs> that's why people get better to be better at, at being awful. So we need the Cavs again so we can run it back, you know, just get really vicious. Um, you know, that, those were fun times, you know. I, I think that's I think that's gone. <laughs> Darius Garland's going to take a couple more years than next year's not the year. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm hoping for like a Dame and CJ type situation, which is fun, but that's not exactly relevant. We've and got the Dame and CJ type situation. <laughs> We've got the Dame. No, you got Stefan Monte again, and I, I'm. Oh God. Uh, all right. Yeah, let's get out of here. Justin, sir, thank you, man. I didn't see that coming. Got me rattled. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, boys. Thank you, God.